You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, so light year this week. Right. Um, right. I forgot. Where because uh, that is the new big that thing that thing. is not uh, doing that well. Right. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's a strange reaction so far to that movie. Uh, because uh, I had a, it, it's funny because I didn't love it when we walked out. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, jump completely ahead, <laughs> right. but I didn't like love it. You know, it's like a Pixar movie, and I love Pixar movies, and yeah. it, like I didn't love it. And then, uh, you know, since we saw it, uh, there's been all of the, you know, internet reaction and right. and a lot of critics, uh, wherever they may be and stuff, that are, you know, kind of bagging on it in strange ways, and you know, not loving it. And uh, really hyping the money it's making, right? Right. Like, uh, like people want to not like it, and they feel justified because they can go look. It can only say, made this much money, or this. whatever. Yep. And and it's really weird. And it is strange because it's almost like my my reaction to the movie is like reacting to the backlash, right? I'm like, right. Ah, oh, come on. It's not that bad. Right. <laughs> you know, now right. I like it now more. Now give it a break. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. I don't know. That was weird. Also, we've got uh, Spiderhead, which is on Netflix, and it's uh, Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, and uh, good or bad or whatever, all things aside, I mean, uh, man, what a weird vacation movie, right? Like, this is <laughs> usually your vacation movies yeah. are, you know, light comedies or rom coms or, you know, whatever, some sort of. Uh, we're spring break the movie or right. you know whatever it's like we're in florida we're on the beach or something and uh instead we've got uh chris hemsworth miles teller and mostly no one else right uh nobody else that Other I, actors but no na- no notable ones no nobody else that is like oh yeah them uh, some big name or whatever yeah Really, I don't know, man. Like the production crew's family, I don't know who's in this movie, but uh, you know, like yeah. three or four other people because there's right, we don't have to pay anyone else, right? Uh, there's like one, they're on some island, so right. like they rented this island for like a week and a half, yeah. or something, and they all went on vacation and had these boats. It's, it's funny, yeah, there's, a, there's yeah. an early part in the movie where uh, Miles Teller is being taken on this boat and he has to be blindfolded for absolutely no reason right but because it looks cool it does look cool and it's like you can almost see like the edits where you know they were just screwing around on the boat like they were just they were just driving we're driving around the boat i don't know it was uh and you know nothing happens we don't go anywhere else we don't have to you know pay for any other locations or whatever at all takes place, you know, 90% of it takes place in like two rooms yeah. that are adjacent to each right. other, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, and it's this whole psychological prison weirdness. Um, before we uh, jump into those two movies, uh, 
coming up this week, we got both Elvis and the Black Phone. Yeah. Which uh, you could hardly have any weirder combination <laughs> of movies, right? Um, I'm really... Which one makes you more nervous? You know, honestly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Elvis makes me less nervous because I don't care in the oh, first yeah, place, right? right? I, yeah, it's I see. Ba- right. It's Baz <laughs> Luhrmann, and I'll tell you, seriously, uh, Baz Luhrmann was like a good idea once, but it's gone too far. I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was just going to say, are you a Baz Luhrmann fan? Because I feel like... I that, really kind of am, you know, a Ooh. while ago. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, I okay. like I like his uh, stuff. You know, I don't even know now. Now I'm just being old, but like sure. 15 years ago or right. whenever it was, right? Like, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he had several things that uh, I was a big fan of that right. I thought were really cool. And and I don't know what it is, and I haven't seen Elvis or even very much of it. I've seen like a few minutes of it, and I've seen yeah. a bunch of you know, I've seen all the trailers, I saw that one and trailer. I've seen a few minutes of. Uh, you know, extended clips of certain parts yeah. um, that are not like right in the trailers. Uh, and I don't, you know, not enough to really form any kind of opinion, except that uh, yeah. the guy who is playing Elvis yeah. uh, seems pretty cool, right? Yeah. And Tom Hanks is weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, he like it just looks weird. You're not a big Tom Hanks uh, fan, though. I not really. I am like an him. original Tom Hanks no, fan. Okay, right? I get it. I can appreciate I like that. the beginning of Tom yeah. Hanks, and I loved everything he was in. Right? Is that up I mean, to I Philadelphia? Watched, and then you're like, I he's watched, crested. I watched Bosom Buddies. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, and thought it was awesome. Right? You and I are old enough to have seen um, him on Family Ties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know we've been um, watching for a long time. But. I, I I liked him for a really long time, and uh, until gone. And I don't hate other things. No, I know, I know. I, I know. just think that half the time he makes movies where he really thinks he's fantastic, and and it doesn't come through that I do. That right. I agree with. I, him. I see. And okay. the other half okay. of the time, he still makes pretty good stuff, and yeah. he's good. You know, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know what the thing is, but you know, the, this movie, the only part parts that I've seen of it, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of it. This movie and like several other recent movies, frankly, like all kind of come together uh, to me. Really wondering if this whole idea that if you make something about real people. Everybody has to look like them. Oh yeah, right. has maybe just gone too far. Also, like, I, I started, how committed are we to that? I started feeling this when Gary Oldman did his last route. You know, when he was playing Churchill, right? And he was like hardcore. And I'm like, God, he does look right, good, right? But can we just can we just skip but, the prosthetic but does, whole thing? Does he even? Uh, does he need to look that much like him? Right. Maybe. We, maybe we kind of make him look like him or whatever. <laughs> right. But you know, it's also with like House of Gucci. I was just gonna say House right? of Gucci. And like now, Jared Leto. now we're we're making sure that people look like people that nobody knows what they look like anyway. Anyway, right? Like, right. Nobody knows what the Gucci's look like, and the people who <laughs> do. Is, yeah. I mean, come on, who cares? This it's, is like Daniel Day Lewis obsessing for a, a while over what Lincoln sounded like. Right. And, and right. nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows. <laughs> right. There's no recording of it, and yet he's like. Fascinating. I have with, to get I've that right. Figure this out. <laughs> right. Like, what was yeah. the dialect of the Illinois area? Who was he? Did he? Anybody remark on his pitch, his tone? 
well, this is it. I got it. And I'm right. like, if you say so, Daniel, right. go. Like, and you, and you know, anything. you know, that's a good example too. Lincoln, uh, the movie there, like, you know, uh, you, you want to have somebody that looks sure. at, at least vaguely reminiscent Enough. of Lincoln, right. right? There's a resemblance, but do we have to go through <laughs> making somebody look exactly like, I mean, I don't know the whole, the whole thing's just a little weird, but yeah. when you've got Tom Hanks, right. You know, being, the colonel, uh, yeah, right. and he's and he's and, and he's like a odd, fat old man. Yep. You know, whatever. Like, really? I yeah, mean, do right. we? Do we? Do I have to look at that? Like, why? Why right. does he have to look exactly like him? It's you yeah. know, it's it's just weird. I mean, you know, if, like if you were doing a play, yeah, and you weren't on Broadway making like a billion dollars or right, something, right. but you were just, but you were doing like a good play, yeah. right? You know, you might make him look kind of like that. Sure. And then, you know, come on. It's so you don't like lose track enough. of him in the crowd. Well, right. you know? But I he's mean, Tom Hanks. You know, you're going to remember him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and and the black phone I'm really, really looking funny. forward to. Um, yeah. But as as we were just saying before we uh, it got on the air, uh, I'm I'm just not quite in the mood. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time, yeah. and I like Ethan Hawke. And as I was also saying, you know, Ethan Hawke is uh, the most, uh, you know, consistently underrated person. Yeah. Uh, no matter how many things he's in that people say he's really good, as time goes on, like still no one pays attention to him. And he's in, and now he's finally in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and and so I want to see him in this, and the and it looks. You know, kooky and interesting and hoary, and and I'm like on board and I want to see it and everything. But yeah. now it's here and I'm like, eh, I right? Don't know. And it could, and I'm now I'm more sort of scared that it's gonna it's end gonna up bomb. being goofy. Yeah. You know, if, that if it's I like, thought here's this premise and you're like, oh, I love that, cool. and then you go see it and it's like, and here's what we did with that premise, right. and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, <laughs> guys, I don't know, I'm just scared. If um, you thought, uh, I mean, this is a goofy <laughs> side thing anyway, but if you thought that getting you in the mood to read the short story it's based on, I'd give you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you've read, I don't know if you've read it before. No, no. no. That might get you in the mood. It's Maybe. Great. It's a great short story. Uh, all right. So um, it, other things before we get to movies, I just want to throw out uh, two things. Uh, just uh, just came out on Hulu is uh, The Old Man. Yeah. A new series. And they're pushing that too. It's got Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow. And yeah, they are, they are kind of pushing everywhere. that. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty good. Um, How is it? It's pretty cool. Is it, I haven't seen it yet. I'm recording it. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen enough of it. Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen enough of it to really judge where it's going to go and yeah. if it's going to, you know. But it's Jeff Bridges is right, that's so enough. good. That's in good it, enough. Right? Right. He's so cool, and it's such. It's like a very weird story. It's like an ex CIA operative is now basically in hiding and living like off the grid. Right. Cause you know, in, in some sense he knows people are after him or whatever. Like you don't get the whole story. I mean, this is right, just like sure. the synopsis the show says or whatever. And, uh, and then an assassin comes to kill him and right. they figure out where he is. But I mean, he's like old now, right? Sure. He's the, like, he's the title he, character. He, he's, the, he's old the old man. man. Um, but it, it, it's interesting huh. so far. It's, okay, it's cool. It's worth checking out. And the other one is a really big, uh, you know, 
for the right demographic, hugely popular thing on Amazon. Uh, the summer I turned pretty is out now. I've seen and uh, yeah, and and it's doing quite yeah. well, right. supposedly right. for Amazon. Because uh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I don't believe the hype necessarily, but everyone's talking about it, and uh, and it it is interesting because it's based on a book series and. <laughs> And so, and here here's my review. I'm going to give you my review of this show, right? <laughs> here we go. Uh, one of my daughters is a big fan of the book series, sort of, yep. right? Okay. So there's three books, and her review of the book series is, the first one's pretty, pretty okay. The second one is actually really good. And the third one ruins the whole series oh. because the end of the third one... Uh-huh. You know, she just walked around the house for a week going, what? Right. Like, oh, because, wow. <laughs> because what happens at the end is just so, yeah. you know, whatever. But anyway, she's like a big fan of the series, right? So here's my review. I watched the first three episodes <laughs> of this show, yeah. right? And then I told my daughter, okay, listen. So I watched it, you know, before it was out. She didn't have a chance sure. to watch it, right? So, uh, so I said, listen, if this show is actually representative of the book series, yeah, and and right. you <clears throat> end up watching the show and go, yep, that's, that's what it. the books are like. That's yep. exact. It's exactly like that. Uh, then I'm going to be really disappointed in you for liking the books. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my review. Ouch! Because it is. It's just dumb. It's the most oh, goofy, <laughs> nonsensical garbage, yeah, like ever. Maybe it's her Hudson Hawk, man. Some of the characters are are kind of okay, but no. But then what happens is I'm like, okay, because she hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I'm talking to her about. It. I'm like, this so this happens. This happens. This is what it's about. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's not even in the book at all. Okay, this is all not right. how that happens in the book. Okay. Whatever. And so now she's watched she it. She gets to live here still. Now she's watched it, right? Yeah. And her review of it is like, okay, so I started watching it. And this then I, I just sort of like, you know, decided that, you know, I would watch it and go, well, some people might watch oh. that and think it's really silly. But yeah, I don't know. Right. She likes the summer vibes or That's funny. whatever. But it's, it's, uh, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff that is not in the book. Yeah. Right. And apparently the first book is a lot of her thinking back to earlier years. Right. And so in the show, they're like, well, we need to fill up some time now because we're not oh. just going to make it all about Weird. when she was eight yeah. and, and actually show all these things that you yeah. know, she's thinking about. Anyway, um, but it is, it's, it's on par for me with like uh, the new Miss Marvel yeah, thing yep. where you just talked about uh, that last week. You know, it's it's written completely by people who have never interacted with people this age, right? Right, and have no idea what they're supposed so to act like. They're and, best guess. and think they're stupid, <laughs> yeah, and whatever. And like, and it's really sad. Like the moms in the show, so everything is like way worse too, right? Yeah, there's like the one older brother who's like <laughs> brooding and mad and being mean right. and he's having the, his troubles or whatever. Right, right. And uh and he will in the book no is drinking right. and you're you know whatever. I don't know. It's it's all it's just it's very huh. strange. Anyway, all right. So uh Spiderhead. Spiderhead first. Uh so as I said, yeah, I'm thinking Spiderhead yeah, that, that's, might that not sense. require a lot or no. something. <laughs> oh God, no that's uh, or Lightyear won't. I don't know. What 
whatever. So Spiderhead, it's doing great on Netflix. It is. Uh, it was by the way. Um, everyone is like, know. okay, Chris Hemsworth is yep. in it, and it's on Netflix. Well, I'll he, watch that. Wasn't Hemsworth in? Uh, I mean, it wasn't. I'm blanking on the name. I keep saying Annihilation, but that was the awful. Um, that was the awful Natalie Portman film. But wasn't he in just the Netflix action film that we both kind of liked? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was Netflix, right? Because um, I know there's so many streaming things. Yeah, like, and there is a sequel coming to that. Yeah, and I don't remember. So maybe, and I mean, if I if I didn't subscribe to other things and we had Netflix in our house only, right? Sure, you and go, I watched it. I'd be like, hey, here's another, one, here's another one. Sure, yeah. Well, let's fire that up. So, and uh, and Miles Teller, who is also now in everything, every time you yeah, turn right, around, he's it's always Miles yep. Teller. Um, which, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of that happening. Like he's, he's good and stuff when he's good, I think. Right. Like if he's in the right thing, I think he's really good. If he's in every other thing that comes out, I think half of them are going to suck. Right. Right. I feel like he is a really good actor if he's got the right role. I don't think he's a really good actor, you know, to the extent that you could just put him in anything you and, want and, and right, it'll and be fine. It work. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, right. for, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm jaded against him or something. No, I, I, I don't know. Sense. But uh, anyway, so the, the movie is about Chris Hemsworth is uh, in charge of this pseudo prison facility type thing. Yeah. Miles Teller is like one of the inmates. Basically what it is, they're on this Island uh, and there's only, it's not that big a place, right? So there's, you know, I don't know. You have to extrapolate and guess because they don't right. show everyone who's right. in it. But there's like maybe like 30 people in this thing, something like that. They're in like this big kind of compound. Uh, you can only get to it from the water. They're like on an island that's like a small island, right? right. Like uh, Chris Hemsworth flies his, you know, seaplane and right. whatever. You, that and uh, and you're out there, right? And the whole thing is they have these weird packs that are like implanted in their backs. Yep. And they're like experimenting with drugs on them, right? And and basically they they sign up for it. You like volunteer to you like you're in prison already. Right. And you know, who knows what the exact deal is that that they're sold. Must be a lighter sentence. But somehow. it's uh theoretically you'd <laughs> imagine it's something like, you know, less time and it's pretty cushy, right? You're right. not you're not that's, in a cell all the true. time, right? Yeah. You're just in a regular room. And you're just kind of, you know, it's like uh, it's like the best prison you could ever be in, except that uh, they're testing drugs on you. Mm -hmm. And so you you have to go in these monitoring rooms and they go, okay, here's what we're doing today. And, you know, uh, whatever. And uh, and basically they load these packs up and then they use their apps on their phone to go, okay, now we're hitting you with some of this. Right. And uh, and so one of the parts like I was talking about with they take him on the boat, they take him on the boat to uh, this, you know, where wherever (laughs) that's nearby. Yeah. So they they can do some experiment in the field where they test this stuff to, uh, you know, whatever they're like, be happy. Right. Medicine (laughs) is or whatever. And and uh, and anyway, so. They've got these ones that, you know, make you fall in love with someone. They've got these ones that are 
uh, just horrible and yeah. make you uh, virtually just psychotic, psychotic right? right? And yeah. they've got ones that make you scared of everything, and yeah, the phobic, you know, ones. whatever. So we do uh, all these tests on all these things, and then you know, hilarity ensues, right? And uh, okay, so that's uh, that's your basic rundown because it's it is funny because it's on Netflix. If you don't see like a lot of trailers on, of it, and you just put it on Netflix, yeah, where the trailer just comes up when you turn it on, doesn't really tell you a whole hell of a lot about no what you, what you're, what you're about to do or fear yep. for. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the movie. I I had to give it a four, huh? And. Uh, on the one, uh, you know, I am kind of conflicted about this one um, because on the one hand, I feel like I'm being very generous giving it a four. And on the other hand, I feel like maybe I'm being really harsh giving it a four um, because yeah, uh, there are, I feel like there's just two movies happening at the same time at me and, and the movie can't decide which one it wants to be. And one of them is a pretty cool little sci-fi thing. Right. And the other one is garbage right <laughs> and they're like just <laughs> mashing each other together at yeah. me and you'll see you know you'll watch about 20 minutes of it and go i don't know this is pretty cool right, right. and then all of a sudden it's like uh you know i feel like by the time we actually got into production, like there was kind of this script and we had the general idea right but by the time we actually got into production they you know didn't have the end or didn't know exactly where it went. They just kind of had this general idea. And then someone came along and said, no, we have to be like super evil. Right. And it's like, eh, it's got to go hard. Can't we just be like regular evil. Right. Like no, go way off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just thought there, you know, we could have had like a really cool, I don't even know where this comes from. So if it comes from something and I don't know, I apologize for my ignorance, but it just felt like it could be a really cool Philip K. Dick story that everybody doesn't know yet or, yeah. you know, some kind of thing like that that we're making into a movie. Uh, you know, something that was clearly like a short story. It is. It's and, a... and it's like an episode of The Twilight Zone right. or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then we're going to make it into a movie. <laughs> Except that then we went, nah, come on, let's crank that up, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like, it's just, uh, it, it's bad enough. Right on its own. Don't yeah. It, it doesn't have to be uh, <laughs> that uh, Hemsworth is just really like a psycho himself, right. right? It just the general idea of what he plans to do. A person could kind of have that theory, right? Yeah, and he doesn't have to go all the way to. Uh, you know, I just hurt people for fun, right? Or, you know, right. like he's like he's completely just out there. So uh, anyway, so you would go for like uh, pretty long parts of it where I would think this was pretty cool, yeah. and especially when we had Miles Teller just trying to exist in this you know rat trap that he's put himself in. Right. A lot of that stuff was cool. You yeah, know? and then. Uh, anyway, so I give it a four. Yeah, I, I agree. There was a fair amount, especially in the early middle, that I felt like it still had a lot of opportunity to do things, even though I kind of wished it would hurry up and do more with what it seemed to have. It almost was just, it, it almost didn't seem like it knew how to 
mine this material very well. So it was just taking what was surficially there. And and okay, that, that was working enough because Hemsworth is talented. And, you know, I, I'm hot or cold on Miles Teller. Sometimes yeah, I yeah. really like what he's doing. And it's not, you know, it's not just it's not just his charisma. I think he probably shows up and does the work, but I, I just sometimes I'm really cold on him. In this, I thought he was showing the signs of something sort of really promising. And the concept of this is fun. That, Like you said, this is, this is very Twilight Zone feeling as a premise or even Black Mirror kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I think in some way the charisma of Chris Hemsworth carries the front load and then when Miles Teller starts picking up the mid midsection it's still working but when they decide to go for the end right everything falls you get apart. into the third act of this movie and it's I'm I'm you know I think giving it a four which is what I gave it was pretty gracious too you know because I think I think despite some of its weird flaws and some of them for me were hard in the beginning like I it, it's weird that that Joseph Kaczynski's the guy that did this just did Maverick, and he did like a couple. I had to look because I knew his name was familiar. He did a couple of these films that, like, I remember loving Oblivion with Tom Cruise oh, when yeah, it came yeah, out, right. and I, I'm like, I didn't know he did that, or I knew he did Oblivion, but I didn't know he was the same one that did this. And I really liked what he did with Tron Legacy, and I'm like, that's the same guy. And then I started looking at why I didn't like this film so much. And for the most part, it just felt real thin in what the story was doing and how it was translating. It's a it's based on a George Saunders short story, mm. um, Escape from Spiderhead. And it's basically the same idea. Right, right. But it also, to me, feels like when you take a six-page short story and you make a two-hour movie out of it. Right. You extrapolate and extend scenes that had no business being in there. And you look for things that really aren't there. It also kind of felt like it was at one time maybe an effective one act play. Yeah. I mean, forget the you're right about when they take him in the boat in the beginning and they make him look at like a landfill factory. And the drug is they're giving him is the positive drug. So he's then forced with the funny name of Verbalouse. You know, and they also increase his right, fiction. Right. So there's a there's a so bunch that of you ways. You can explain yourself. And I better, love yeah. and I love in the beginning, though I didn't love that scene, but he's being forced to describe in a way that he wouldn't normally, but it's in his head. You know, he just never uses those words to emphatically describe what he's seen, and they're making him see something beautiful and gorgeous. Right. When he, really what he's looking at is pollution and you know, industry. Right. And I, I'm like, okay. I, I had never read the short story. I just knew it was around. And it's sort of weird to see the New Yorker in the beginning of the movie, almost like produced by the New Yorker. Right. And I'm like, the hell is this? It, it's an interesting metaphor to use, like how much our phones control us, you know, because they're using iPhones. I right. mean, I think it looked like yeah. the next version. Yeah. It looked like iOS 20, but it still looks to me like they're on an iPhone. And I like the idea. They're like, okay, our devices tell us how to feel and think and, speak better and look better and do these things with filters. So let's run with that. I'm like, cool. And then it doesn't even begin to run with it. It just goes to something else. It, it's sort of weirdly frustrating, but it was such a passive experience that I was still really willing to take it because of Hemsworth and Teller. Right. You know, right. and a couple weird flashbacks, a couple weird scenes that maybe didn't work so well. 
And then just this whole idea of, you know, like you said, this ending isn't good enough. We've got to really go hard. So push it and push it so hard, so quick that it sort of comes out of nowhere and yet still resolves nothing. And then, and then the film has the sort of weird, I mean, audacity is the word I'm thinking of, but it's not really that, but it just thinks it's got the privilege of what it's done for an hour and 50 minutes to end on this voiceover that seems like a denouement of like spiritual revelation, like, oh, and I just, it didn't land for no. me because I'm already no, gone. And, uh, you know, I think, I think too that uh, nothing lands at the end, I think, um, you know, for me, nothing really comes together at the end. And I, and I think because uh, it's, it's very goofy when Miles Teller finally, yeah. you know, <laughs> like gets his revolt or, yep. you know, whatever. So there's this other character, right, who's like Chris Hemsworth, his assistant, right? Yeah. Who, uh, you know, then has like this moral crisis, right? right? It's like he's here and he's doing the thing and he's, you know, he's like a true believer at first. And he's like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Then suddenly, it, you know, Hemsworth goes a little goofy, Right. right. And then his assistant guy's like, oh, we're doing what? Right. And, yeah. You know, right. He's Remind like, uh, wait a minute. You know, and he's, you know, he's not completely on board for all of a sudden. Uh, this is what's happening. Right. Yeah. And so he makes it so that uh, we can overthrow Hemsworth right. sort of a deal. And then we get to that end. You know, when they get when they have the part where Miles Teller like breaks into his thing yeah. and learns this stuff, like that was really pretty cool. It was yeah. a little overly dramatic. And very like, simple. The three things like he needs we got right on top of this. Like pile. we gotta sell everything yeah. like too hard, you right. know. Um yeah. and you know, he he has to you know, the bomb timer has to go to one always and it's like, come yeah. on, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um that part was pretty good, but we get to the end. And he kind of takes over and he starts giving Hemsworth the drugs or yeah. whatever. And then it's like, oh, but well, let's not for a while. So that because right. Hemsworth has to fight back or something. Right. And I'm like, nah, that's not Even, what that guy would do. Right. 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 He just like crank all the drugs up to that's that a hundred right. and go. You just lay there in a puddle right. until people get here. It doesn't right? even have to be like, the psycho one. Just make him real happy. Uh, right. Or just, whatever. He'd be right? so yeah. happy. He'd be laughing in the corner. Make, you know? <laughs> and and for a while he uses like the phobia one on him. Yeah. And then he's just cowering in the corner. And then it's like, well, I could just leave you like that. Yeah. But nah, let's not. What? Right. right. No. Right. I mean, it's just. And then we have that stuff happen. And then after that, it wants to go, aha, now here's. Yeah. And then that's never going to work, right? Because you've, <laughs> you know, you've like stupefied yourself yeah. in front of me. <laughs> right. There's another thing that you just made me think of too, because, because, because of the end specifically. And it stuck with me in the very first scene when we see a character who isn't really even important to the story and he's getting some dope and they're telling him jokes and he's laughing. Then they start telling him real sad facts and he's still laughing. Right. You know, because that's human nature and he's still riding this high of hilarity and the movie keeps this interrupted you. I'm sorry, but this, it just kept doing it for me. The movie keeps injecting these pop songs to try to facilitate (laughs) something. The narrative wants you to know about 
And in the beginning, I'm like letting it go. I think it's, you know, it's okay. But by the end, when they're forcing, she blinded me with science. Right. And I'm just like, you guys, this is like the fifth one you've done. And I'm sick of it. Like, I'm actually taking stars because now this is dumb. But right. it's really trying to do this thing in a way that is funny because it's what the film's story is doing, like using right. things to try to make you feel a certain way and then ironically using music to try to make me feel a way too. But right. I just remember thinking, like, how stupid is this? Like, why does it think that something that as a precept was kind of fun and science fiction-y is now in this really weird, like, observation room in this facility? And why is it called Spiderhead? And why do you i mean you kind of get why they bring people like that monster rogan in with the other people and it's because they want to make sure when it comes to trial that they can say yeah it works on your you know right, right. typical person and your typical criminal and you know on right. and on so and uh, and you know uh i mean not to kind of spoil the movie or whatever but uh you know it's really it's really weird and uh I don't, I don't know, kind of throws the movie in a weird way because it's really like uh, when, you know, you go back like 100 years and stuff when there were people who were like all for lobotomies, right? right. Like right. I've solved... Uh, right. <laughs> Yeah. I, I've solved society ills, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you got the wrong criminal. We just <clears throat> lobotomize them or sure. whatever. Problem fixed. And in a way, it's kind of the same, you know, theory of what's going on. But I still think so. It's it's got its moments where it's fairly fun and it, you know, whatever. And it's I I almost think still fairly worth watching if you think you might like it, even though I get yeah. a four. Right. 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 But it really is this whole, everyone has to just be the most psychotic, evil person. Yeah. And this film, I think especially, just doesn't need that, you know? There are people who could be this guy. Yeah. And think, you know, I have this idea for solving problems, right? right? And fixing things. And they don't have to be evil and right. they, they don't right. have to be. And what I mean is, uh, you know, I will make people suffer, <laughs> and right. whatever. And they, that, you know, it's not that far from a fairly legitimate theory you could have. The milk and, and then it's just like, well, but you're wrong. Right. Right. Not well, but you're the most evil person there's ever right. been. <laughs> like, even even early on, I thought, you know, the famous Milgram, people may not know the Milgram experiment by its name, but they know it colloquially as the psychological experiment where you pushed people to hurt other people. Right. You got to push that button or someone else is going to push a button and you're going to get hurt. Well, I'll button them first. Then you change the condition. You keep seeing what will people do to each other. And it kind of felt like it was going to go that way, and then it just totally abandons it, right. you know. And and again, I, strangely, like you, I would tell someone, yeah, check that out, even yeah. if it's a four, check it out, because I I came eventually to it more critically than maybe the average person will just be like, yeah, it was that's okay, right? I got to tell you, it's not it, the main story is what's happening between Miles and uh, Hemsworth. The secondary story is, I guess, probably what's happening between Miles and Lizzie. 
And then there's probably a third story between the others. My favorite fourth story, my favorite part of this film was this background running thing that only comes up maybe three times. And one of the janitors of the facility where they're very open is looking for someone who's writing on the walls in feces. Right. And he's, he thinks everybody has got the shit finger. Right. And then eventually you figure that person out. And I loved that moment. (laughs) I was cracking up because I thought it was just the weirdest thing to drop in a story that meant nothing. Right. And then later it really doesn't, it doesn't do anything. And then in, you know, near the end, it still doesn't do anything, but you figure it out. Right. And I have respect for somebody that just, close that circle like i needed i'm like don't just leave that right bring it so that that was my favorite part of this uh, of the film in yeah. a strange right. way so uh so there's so there's that awesome movie for you all right uh light year so um you know steeped in controversy <laughs> is, the, is that where we're at the toy story oh uh movie yeah light year where uh you know as, as if pixar needs anything else right um, and, and doesn't have enough problems because people are, uh, you know, bagging on it for not making enough money, uh, releasing things, not in theaters and, you know, yada, yada, keeping um, Tim Allen away from things. Like yeah. This, now you've this got is, Patricia Heaton, right. Making this big. And not only that, but then, you know, a few days later, she like doubled doubles down on it, yeah. you know, and all this. And, and it's the, it's the most <laughs> bonkers thing, right? Jeez. Because she's she's all in a huff because mm-hmm. Tim Allen's not still doing the voice, right? Uh, you know, despite the fact that you know this movie isn't about the toy, right? I mean, it's right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe theoretically there could be a movie that because this is the movie that Andy saw right. is is our story, That's the thing. right? Yeah. This is the movie that came out in that world, right? That Andy saw, and that's why he has the toy. And it inspired the toys. That's why he wants the toy. Right. And I suppose there could be a theory that somebody might make a giant blockbuster movie with some big name person being the voice actor for it. Right. And then the toy would actually have that same voice. Sure. But I don't see that often. Right. 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 That ain't what happens, right? Yeah. Your your real Buzz Lightyear toy does not have Chris Evans's voice. You know, whatever. Anyway. It's just uh, the weirdest sort of I want to be mad at something thing. That, yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. Anyway, so Lightyear is, as I just explained, the theory of the movie is that it is the movie Andy saw, which thus right. does not have anything to do with Toy Story or the world of Toy Story in right. like any way, right? right? It's just some other sci-fi movie that is... Not related, except that they made a toy from this movie, and and, and that's our that's our got story and yeah. our connection. Yeah, uh, and and it is, I think, a really weird movie in the sense that you when you watch the first half hour, when I watched the first half hour, yeah. all I could think was, um, I need to know a lot more stuff. <laughs> Right. Like the movie doesn't really give you anything about what's going on, uh, except, you know, in like what happens. But we don't know who the Space Rangers are. We don't know who these people are or where they were going in the first place or why they were going anywhere in the first place. Or so they crash land on this planet. Right. Right. We don't know where they're 
hope to get back to. <laughs> right. We don't know. Uh, we as the movie goes on a little bit, um, Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear is testing uh, some, you know, warp capabilities right. or whatever the hell they call yeah. it. Uh, right. The you warp know, seed or something. So they're going to fly. He's going to try and fly around this sun and they're trying to uh, get this fuel that will allow, you know, warp travel, travel or whatever right. it is. Yeah. And we, you know, so we quickly run into the relativity problem of he's going so fast that he was gone for, you know, 10 minutes, minutes, four minutes, whatever. And then he comes back and he was gone for like two years. Right. Um, And and because he wasn't going quite fast enough. Right. Right. And then he does it again. And then this time it's like four years, I think. Right. And then I think it pretty consistently becomes every four years. But yeah. then at one point we have a big montage of him doing it forever. And, right. you know, huge amounts of time go, go by. But uh, so he does this thing. Uh, and and what I don't get, right, is if we're trying to get back to where we can do that. Right. Uh because that's how we'll get back to wherever we came from or we'll get back to whatever, whatever I don't know. we were doing. Yeah. But we were already traveling faster than light. Yeah. So if we ever did make it back, we'd be in the same boat. Like, where are they going? What is this thing Uh-oh. that's happening? Like, what is the whole world that's yeah. going on? And uh, the movie wants nothing to do with that yeah. and isn't going to tell you anything about it. Right. Which ultimately doesn't make a lot of sense, I think, right? Because uh, as as time goes on in the movie, he keeps making these jumps. Yep. Life keeps going on without him. Yep. Uh, he keeps staying the same age because there's never right. long in between his next jump, yep. right? <clears throat> and uh, and we have all of this, you know, we're making a life here now because right. huge amounts of time are going on. We were on on this giant ship that had tons of people. So we showed up with tons of people, right? right. And, uh, but so then uh, as, as time goes on and everything and everyone's like, well, we're going to live here. But like, what's the alternative, right? Right. Even if they just instantly had the ability to go back to being to traveling if they couldn't go back where they were came from like what is this story i don't know it's maddening to Uh-oh. try and think too much about it anyway um so that's uh in a nutshell the story of what happens and uh it's a very harsh planet it's got these plants that keep trying to kill them because yeah, that's hilarious yeah, right. right it is actually and there's a uh, weird bug creatures that will yep. kill everyone and when we show up on this planet and crash uh, we've got like a few of the Space Rangers right. and, you know, Buzz Lightyear, obviously uh, the almost the head. Right. But he's not actually not quite yet. Right? Yeah. Uh, and they try to survive. And basically, the next thing you know, um, to some degree, because of Lightyear, but not really. Right. <laughs> right. They they end up really stuck. Yeah. Right. And then uh, we fast forward a really long time to where they're, you know, trying to do this test. And then we get into this whole loop thing of trying to jump through uh, space and losing all this time. And then we see all this, all the people around him are getting old. He comes, he shows up every four years for like a day. Right. (laughs) Like it's the weirdest. (laughs) 
It's the weirdest hey, story. Back. He's right. like a whole part of this society, yeah. you know, but he's like a comet, right? right. He's like, right. <laughs> he like, that's true. He visits, that's actually really funny. He visits and then he's gone. That's again. actually really funny. And then uh, maybe we've made some advancements. Every time he comes back, the place right. is bigger. Right. You know, yeah. He's right. gone for four minutes. He comes yeah. back. They've got a bunch of more buildings. And you can imagine people walking around and be like, do you see Lightyear? Right. He was just here. It was there. And, uh, and then. Oh, I'll have to see him next time. And then ultimately, uh, we get Zerg has attacked. He right. he finally uh, makes it happen, and then Zerg comes into the story, and you know whatever. Anyway, right. um, so uh, like I said, uh, since I've seen it, I've softened slightly, but Ooh, not, I was going to say you're in but, the three range but, from what I'm but thinking. Not, not that much, right? Yeah, but uh, I give it like I give it like a six at oh. this point. Um, and it would have probably been a bit lower. I was really the off. instant after had, we left. Yeah, I thought you were much lower. And I and I think here's Not the thing lower, uh, with this movie that I had a chance to think about it for a while. Yeah. And and here's the thing: if you make this, if you if you th- approach this movie right, uh, it as it not being a Pixar movie, not trying to think of it being for kids right really but it's just like a sci-fi movie and you don't try to have toy story in mind in any way yeah or whatever right then it's kind of just not that bad a right sci-fi little adventure that's not you know 2001 or anything but it's it, but you know it's not that bad and it has a lot of things that are goofy and a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense but there's also a lot of stuff that's pretty fun and then it's just kind of a weird adventure and it's not that bad, but it still does have like a lot of problems and it's in a lot of ways. It's very weird. Yeah. But if you try to connect it too much to toy story, you know, then really a lot of stuff doesn't make any sense. Right. And if you try to think too much about, like I said, like who are these people and where did they come from and where do they think they're going? And what if he want, what if he got it? Like maybe the third or fourth try, right. Then where are they going? Where do they go back to now? Because it doesn't matter because they can't go back there. Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) by the time they get like, how can this exist? Either they're not that far away from where they're going and they don't, need it anyway essentially all they need, need it, to right. do is fix their ship close enough and, right and go not faster than light right or it's really far away and they can't go back anyway because right. we got the same problem right <laughs> and so you can't think about that you can't think about toy story otherwise every time in the original movies that they ever reference zerg it doesn't make any sense anymore see that's a big thing. and so there's just all this stuff but right. if you just try to have it completely on its own and not pay attention to anything else then eh, i don't know it's not that bad right. i don't see how this right. is ever andy's favorite movie that he had to have the toy from but <laughs> well and maybe but that like was i the... said if you separate it out yeah. then you know it's kind of a Six yeah. and it's not too bad and uh, and I love Taika Waititi in everything <sighs> that he did. <laughs> I thought I, thought, uh, I wanted more of that guy really, no, because we, he's we have so, no more Waititi. He's so weirdly no. out of it. Yeah, in the midst fine. of this thing, I thought he was funny. For for once, I thought they almost they were they. It felt like they were doing too much of Taika. And then it just sort of like fell into place. And in the overall, I, he's probably the right amount of Taika Waititi in this film. 
which isn't even supposed to be his film, but he's just, he's so weirdly flavorful that sometimes, sometimes, no, I, uh, (laughs) but just sometimes he's just, he's too much. It's almost like whatever your metaphor, you're making something and you forget how much sugar did I put in? Well, I better put another in. It's just too much. He's he's too much sometimes, yeah. and lately, so, lately because he's, he's been a thing, he really was too much in the Ryan Reynolds film, yeah, uh, yeah. Free Guy, Free Guy. Yeah. That he just they let him go too long and too far, and it's just you're it's not your movie, right? <laughs> you, you're there to back up people, not steal things. So anyway, uh, I I agree, I agree, hundred percent. I think almost everything that's heavy about this film is any attachment to Toy Story that it brings or presents or sort of even like heralds too like that's where all the problems come in i was harder on this when we walked out even though i felt like i had had a good time i felt like it it just was bugging me in all kinds of ways that especially the last the third act gave me you know because then you realize not only is this movie in trouble because of the, I'm not going to ruin stuff. It, you know, I don't think any six-year-olds listening to the podcast, but you never know. Like, I, I think that once you realize who the characters all are in the third act, they don't all act the same way that they would in the first two acts. Like, it's just, it's just it doesn't feel right to me. But some of this is the burden of Toy Story. And as I thought less about it and just sort of enjoyed it as a kid's film, I found it to be much more accessible and a little bit more fun. You know, it's just, right. it's one of these things that instead of Toy Story or Shrek or even, you know, the monsters in, you know, incorporated films, I don't think that it's really for kids who have adults with them. I think it's just for kids. You know, I actually didn't see with the, with the thing that got everybody in a, you know, a tizzy initially, which is the same sex kiss. Right. Yeah, okay. You know, kids nowadays they're they're seeing all kinds of stuff like that. That really bothered more adults than anything else. With the weird gaping planetary plot holes that are all over the place that would bug you and me and and did. I think kids are caring about it. They don't care where they're going or why they're here. They're just like, ooh, animation. Right. Look at that. Cool. And I think the real push for that is to just entertain children. Yeah. And instead of giving like Shrek famously did for me throw in a bunch of really high eyebrow kind of jokes for the adults that are sitting there lamenting the $30 popcorn they just watched get kicked over, you know, and they're having fun too. I think it's hilarious that once again, you know, Chris Evans plays a soldier who's trapped in time, you know, and just is like never aging while everyone else around him gets old. Like there's the funny thing that goes on there. I think it meant well. I just don't think it really executed what I thought the movie was going to be. But I didn't. I I'm with you when when the really when the film starts. I'm like, who is this for again? Was anybody clamoring for a Buzz Lightyear film, or is it is it just another excuse to try to franchise something? Because I feel like there must be a desk full of great scripts that are just waiting to be animated. Right. And I didn't see anything in this that necessarily felt Happy Meal to me. I mean, they, they'll Happy Meal anything for a toy, but it just, it was sort of confusing how it came to be, except that somebody thought in a throwaway kind of meeting, like, this would be a funny idea. We could always do this. And somebody eventually came back and went, yeah, we got that grant. Why don't you do that film? Right. 
my my favorite part of the film is the thing that I think Pixar did really well once and just keeps using as a device, and it's the montage. You know, my I think my favorite right. part of that whole film is that ten minute montage of him traveling, and you get to see everything on life. You know, everything on that planet that they're dealing with happening so fast for him and he's so obsessed with it and then eventually he just comes around the corner and he's like my god you're gray you're old right you know it's only been 40 minutes for me you know, right. that kind of thing right. and that was really great i love the vines the vines crap i'm i'm a sucker for just dumb thing drop an anvil on somebody and i'm giggling like right. the vines because it didn't just happen when they landed it didn't just set up the alien life of the planet it didn't just happen that one time to buzz it just was happening to people in the background right. like all the time you right. vine got them like right. get it and then there'd be somebody running after them out of camera i just i thought that was really sweet so yeah. i i don't remember if i said all this time i i gave it a six too because i oh, feel yeah. like if it were truly tied to toy story i was at like four right you know i was i was really weirded out by like how not angry i wasn't but how confusing i just thought the whole thing was and then, like you, I just came to this thing where I'm like, "This is just fun. Right. It's just goofy, dumb fun." Let it yeah, go. Yeah, I think I think the problem with the movie is uh, that it just won't, you know. And it seems like we say this about half the movies we see, right? But it just won't commit to yeah. like one way or the other. Because I think if this movie, you can make this movie just slightly different. Where, you know, it like comes down to that montage thing where, you know, he's got like this society is yeah. happening around him and he's not really there. Right. And like you said, you know, uh, I suppose when he comes back, maybe he, you know, sleeps yeah. and maybe has like right. a, a day or two, Gets maybe a little bit. or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then he's right back in it. So, you know, from like start to finish, this movie is like, you know, three weeks for him yeah, or something. Right. Yeah, or no, that's true. At best. <laughs> that's and true. yet, uh, and yet we've got like, you know, it's decades, 60, 70 right. years of, uh, of a society coming together yeah. and happening and having, uh, having to deal with life and living on this planet, being yeah. stuck here. And, you know, people are having kids. We got like, there's a whole life yeah. happening. And the movie will tell you about that and it will give you a montage of it. Yeah. But it doesn't like really do it. And if it right. if it did, if if the movie just were trying to be a little bit more adult, yeah. And and trying to really kind of go where it goes, yeah. right? And have more things like uh where sandwiches are backwards, right? Right. It's like, look, man, there's 70 years of yeah, a society right. making itself up again and right. you're not part of it right and you don't know stuff right like if there was some more of that that would have been great in, that would have been great that would have been really cool yeah, right that's a good it point. would be look this is how uh you know you've uh extricated yourself from society and you right. just get to watch it a few minutes <laughs> right. at a time or whatever <laughs> right you know, just kind of like uh, dive into that stuff more like, you know, the movie that that montage should actually be in. Yeah. You know, I I would have liked I'm that movie that better, movie. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, or maybe if it was more kid or whatever, maybe. but but it won't it, like pick yeah. one or the other. Yeah, I agree. And it just tries to be both of them some. 
And I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like, look, you can't, you can't make that work. Right. And I can't speak to the kid side of it anymore, though. I can think like a child, obviously, you know, but for the adult side, it didn't work. Right. Right. You just, it didn't. It's just, it's just not quite enough. Yeah. And uh, the worst part is, is I think it's, it's got it all there. It could have done it. I do too. It, it's got all the pieces of more interesting stuff. And then when we finally get to, to Zerg, yeah. You know, it's like the whole Zerg story is just as uh, simplistically laid out. And yeah. obviously this is what happens. And then we've only got eight minutes anyway. Right. So, so they pep it up. Here Let's it go. is. Yeah. You know, except and, and it's like, ah, oh, come on. And I, you know, I thought that was kind of goofy anyway. And yeah. it was like, I don't know. We need an ending. Uh, it's yeah. A surprise. Here we go. Right? And Boom. it's like, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, yeah. I don't know, the most obvious, right. you know, kind of goofy nonsense. And then not only, it's even worse, I think, because uh, basically what we end up with is Zerg is like way in the future. There was way in the futureness. Yeah. And yet we don't get really any way in the futureness, except that there's a bunch of robots. Robots, but whatever. that's not enough. But right. it's like, uh, yeah. you know, throw me a bone from the future or something, right. like have something interesting happen. Yeah. But, um, and you know, we could have just gotten a little bit more into the other relationships. Yeah. We, we could have had more time actually at the end right. with the daughter and, yeah. and the Motley crew yep. where... You know, we're doing something with knowing about that relationship. Right. We could have, uh, you know, maybe there's one time where the daughter is about 12 to 15. Yeah. Where maybe he takes a couple of weeks off of right, his instant right. jump and we, <laughs> yeah. you know, we meet her and See hang something. out with her or yeah. something like that and we get more to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, if it just was trying to be a little bit more of a, uh, like a thoughtful yeah. thing happening right. instead of going, we can't, we can't take one more step or else like we're in that zone. We're not for we're little the, kids right. at all. Right? right. Or, you know, who are we now? It's right. like, <laughs> you right. know, whatever it is. Right. Um, and you know, like we don't have to go on about everything, but there was a lot of fun, I thought. And, and even for all the problems, you know, like this is like, we always do say it's pretty good and then, you know, bash on it <laughs> right. the whole time. Uh, but there were a lot of fun moments. There was a lot of, you know, cool little, there was a lot of Pixar-y. It's very pixar and right? it's beautiful to look at. It's and, absolutely uh, and beautiful it's, to look it's at. it's got some fun and some chases and characters being cutesy. Sometimes when we get to the, when we get near the end and we've got our, our little a team of yeah right try yeah. and the misfits be the only yeah. way we can solve the problems or whatever uh you know it's a little too goofy right yeah 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 uh the uh, the initial meeting with taika watiti yeah. with the spear sure. thing yeah is a little too stupid yeah right um yeah we're trying to sell that they're misfits and we're overdoing it right, right? like it, they need to be able to walk right right <laughs> like, <laughs> right so yeah. it goes a little too hard because it's trying to be for kids and cutesy and it's, you know, too much. But there's a lot of other stuff that we could have had in. But I will say this before we have to leave. Um, there is a bit of, I guess, drama about the whole lesbian thing, right? Yeah. Um, because there's a lesbian couple in the movie, right. right? There's a lesbian couple in the movie to the exact extent that 
I just explained it. it. Right, right. It's done. <laughs> now it's, that's now all it's there is. Right. It's like if yeah. uh, on the poster it said there's a lesbian cus- couple in right. this, that's a that's as much of it as you get, yeah. right? right? Like you, you know, he's never there, right? You, if you, you see him in the montage, right, right, where he opens the door and sure. now they're there they're and there, there right. you go. And and that's you know it's not like this is no joke. Anything happened? It's not a it's not a whatever. running thing. It's not a systemic thing to the film. It is if you are with somebody, or whether that's a a, a girlfriend or boyfriend, a child, and you take your eyes off the screen to get the popcorn for them or to put the drink on the floor, right? You, you won't, miss it. You won't know it. Was you miss ever it. There. Yeah. If you look at your phone for a second, or someone kicks your chair, and you just you readjust and you turn. You miss it, right? It is. It is not a flash, like a like a hidden thing, but it is very quick, right? It it's just and that. It, it's basically, uh, you know, what it comes down to. I think is if if anyone has a problem with the fact that there right. are lesbians in this movie, it's a result of having a problem with any movie that just acknowledges that there are lesbians, right? Because that you know they don't. Do anything. Yeah, there's it's no, not flamboyant. No it's weirdness not excessive. about it or whatever. Yeah, it's barely totally. in there. It's it's almost like seriously, they could have a character just talk about some right. that they know some right. other lesbians yeah. that you never see. Yep. Right. It's like yep, it, exactly. it wouldn't be much different. Anyway, we don't. We, you know, my last my last two cents for this is we don't say this too much, but I actually I actually think this would be a hell of a fun thing to see in 3D. I think the animation style yeah, maybe, for Pixar yeah. stuff, I just think it might be, and I'm fixated on the vines taking people in the background right. anyway. It's going to be fun. But. I don't know. So uh, it, it's definitely fun yeah, and, uh, sure. you know, it's really worth it. It's just, it's just so close to being yeah. that's other the fru- things that's the that are a lot better. Yeah. So, and, uh, right. but it's, it doesn't really like do anything like, you know, this is completely stupid right. or this nope. is a horrible yeah. part or whatever. It just didn't really like live up to, you know, just in general Pixar, I would expect this to be yeah. better. And I, and, and uh, honestly, I would expect them to be more brave. Yeah. I, I would expect to them to just go look and say, man, this, is this is where we're, we're taking doing. you. Yeah. And yeah. you're, and you'll trust us because we've done this a million times before. Right. So and, get and ready. They, and they just and don't. They wouldn't. Yeah. And that would have been a hell of a fun time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next week with at least one of Elvis or the Black. Yeah. The Black Phone. Right. Yeah. And probably a lot more other Something stuff. Else. And, uh, and check out, uh, check out the old man. Yeah, uh, right. Not necessarily uh, the year I turned pretty, which you don't have to. Which, if you but, love, send uh, us but the, the old man is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.